Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 265. Culture flows down, does not flow up, and culture always starts with you. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you short on time when it comes to training your restaurant staff? Well, if you are, don't worry. I'm sure you're not alone. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can find that light by visiting Tipsy for a whole library of video courses delivered by world barista champions, leading sommeliers, marketing gurus, and customer service superstars. Learn more by clicking the Tipsy banner in the show notes. If you choose to subscribe today, you'll get a special 50% discount because your restaurant unstoppable listeners get on it. And with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Donald Burns. Donald, are you feeling unstoppable today? I am so unstoppable, Eric. <laughs> I cannot contain myself. Yes. I am I am so honored to be back on your show. I know. We were just talking during the pre-recording about how long it's been. Uh, it was ex- episode 63, and this is going to be episode 265, almost 200 <laughs> episodes two years ago. Um, and I've been wanting to get you back on the show so badly. I, rem- I remember when I first approached you to be on the show, I was so excited to get you on the show. Like you were one of the, like in my eyes and still are in my eyes, it's one of the people who are just like leading the way for restaurant coaching and you just, you, the work you do is incredible. And I was so excited to get you on the show. Then I'm excited to get you back on the show now. Uh, I can't wait for today's episode, but in case you didn't catch episode 63, Donald Burns is founder and CEO of off the range ventures llc where he currently has seven brands in his portfolio including the restaurant coach bad chef good chef apparel co restaurant social plus chef branding academy and the restaurant coach university donald is a leading author um or sorry a leading authority author and international coach helping restaurant owners operators and culinary professionals go from just good to becoming exceptional and today we're here to talk about uh the hiring and uh you know just developing your staff in general and this is such a hot topic because you know as you know uh donald and the folks listening i always ask the question like what's one challenge you have now in your restaurant how are you dealing with it and hiring is like the number one challenge uh for people, right? Especially right now, it's a huge challenge. Do you have anything yes. to reflect on that before moving forward? Yeah, it's it's a huge thing, and you know, and when you read the headlines or out there, what's going on in the internet, it's always you know, I, I see the headlines all the time. You know, the war for talent. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it's actually it's more a war with talent. Mm, I love and, it. You know, and we'll dig into that. So. Yeah, we absolutely we absolutely will dig into that. And uh, before we do dig into it, Donald, I really need to get that inspirational, motivational ball <laughs> rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us today? I'm going to give you one of my favorite ones. It's actually it's up on my on my board here in my office, and it's it's one of my favorite quotes. And I use it every time I feel like you know maybe I'm getting overwhelmed or a little over you know kind of get a lot going on. And it's a great quote. It's from Mario Andretti. If everything seems under control, you're just not going fast enough. <laughs> it's so true, and this is just <laughs> a reality that I'm I'm coming onto uh, recently with the podcast and trying to move my my career forward uh, with the experience I'm getting, it feels like I'm spiraling out of control sometimes. And mm-hmm. the truth is, if you don't feel like that, you're not growing. And I think it was one uh, of the the folks that you coached and mentored and her name is escaping my, my mind right now. Is it Petra? No, not Petra. She's from um, Hungary. I think does that ring a bell? Uh, she's, we can clean this up later. Oh, what's her name? <laughs> Anna. Anna. Anna, yes, she was a guest on my show, and she yeah. said, um, "If you're not growing, you're getting your, you know, if you're, if you're not going in one direction, if you're not getting up better, then you're, you know, declining right. as a human being." Uh, and it's so true. You have to have, you know, pedal to the metal, always, uh, to the point where you're almost losing control, like Mario Andretti does. So That's awesome it. stuff, man! I love it. Um, I can't wait to dive into today's topic: hiring and developing your team. So, like you said um, during the pre-interview. Uh, you know, why don't you just tell us what you said about how people say, you know, it's not 
a, a challenge with finding good people, but being someone who's worth, you know, who's attractive to good employees. I think it's probably yeah. a good place to start. What do you think? Yeah, I have a, I have, you know, my coaching clients, I take them through a little program, I call it, it's called the higher attitude. Okay. And, and it's basically, it really is what it says it is. It's your attitude about hiring. Mm. I think most people have a really bad attitude about hiring and we come up with this common kind of stick or belief systems, you know, and I'm a big, you know, being a coach, you get into belief systems and belief systems and let me just give you a kind of short thing about belief systems. I could give you a beautiful, beautiful R8 Audi, and that car can go, you know, 196 miles an hour. But if I put a governor on there and set it for 55 miles an hour, that car will never hit 196. Okay. That's what, that's what belief systems are. Belief systems are the governor on your mind and your actions that are holding you back from, you know, taking the, the things you need to do to get where you need to be. And so sometimes I think we have a lot of belief systems you know, and some some of these belief systems need to be updated or changed, especially about hiring. You know, a common one I hear all the time is that you know there's no good help out there. Well, then I'll ask someone, "Do you have some good people on your team?" Oh yeah, yeah, we have some really good people on our team. Well, then there's more people like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you can find one, there's more like it. My question to them is always, if you say there's no good people out there. Are you creating an atmosphere and a culture within your restaurant that is attracting top talent? Mm, Trust I me. I used to work for Wolfgang Puck for five years. Wolf has no problem getting people to come to his place and work for him. Yeah, no problem at all. Absolutely. And I can't help the words that are echoing through my head uh, when you're talking about people, how they create these governors from themselves, like don't let them exceed a certain limit. It's like your perception is reality. So if you oh, perceive definitely. that there's no good people out there, that's going to be your reality because you're not going to you're not going to go the extra mile to, to to do the things in your restaurant to attract that greatness to yourself. Right. Uh, so awesome stuff and um, yeah, I mean, what's the next? So aside from culture, what are the things we can do to uh, improve that culture? Where do we start there? Well, of course, the first step I would say you know got to create a world class culture and a, creating a world class culture just starts with having that mindset that you know i 'm going to be the best and a lot of people when I talk to they say world class culture i'm you know i 'm a small little taco place. How can I be world class Well, you could be the best taco place you ever wanted to be. Mm. you know what I mean, and you create that culture and that we are going to be the best we are going to excel at what we do you know no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that, that starts with that. And then the second thing is I always tell people you want to hire for desire and personality. You can always train skills. You know, it's very hard to change people's personality. Mm-hmm. And, there, and then the way you do that is when you're doing interviews, you want to make sure you're interviewing and asking behavioral-based questions to find out somebody's real personality. And most of the time in interviews, we ask the standard boring questions. Tell me about your last job, Eric. What did you like <laughs> about it? What did you not like about it? What would your manager say about you? Oh, man. You know, it's like, oh, boring. But how about this one? Okay, so I'm hiring a, a hostess. And a hostess is probably one of those, you know, those positions where you need someone with high extroversion, someone who's very outgoing, friendly, kind of a go-getter. Okay. So I asked this question. So let's say you're in a parking lot. You're going you know, to the store and a couple cars down. You, maybe you see someone that you know. I, just, I know I went to high school with that guy. What would you do? Now, I'm looking for the person who's going to say, I'm going to walk up and say, hey, weren't you in Mr. You know, Mr. Smith's English class with me in you know, 12th grade in, you know, back at you know, Monroe High School? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking for the person who's like, well, you know, if I wasn't sure, I probably wouldn't talk to them, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're making me feel really good right now because I, with my new role at this a restaurant, Laney and Lou, I'm proud to say, uh, my my job is like a a loose fitting right now, a people's operation manager, a role I want to mm-hmm. grow and develop into. And my first uh, responsibility, my first project is developing gates uh, for the hiring process. So the first gate yep. is uh, a filter, more or less, to make sure they can get to the interview process. Meaning like. Uh, just like real broad range things like what are your hours are you expecting and uh like to see if they're a positive person uh but then the second part is like the the one-on-one interview and all the questions i've developed are not one of them has anything to do with experience it's all about like are you like you know if you were at a pool party on a scale from one to ten are you the first one in the pool or the last one in the pool you know if you had a million dollars for the rest of your life like what would you do with it and who would you be around and like 
uh, you know, questions about to find out who they are. Um, right. So how do you get to that point first? Like, how do you develop those questions? Let me ask you that. A lot of them is just based on experience, you know, and, and doing some research and finding some questions. In fact, if you want, I mean, I can give you a PDF. I have like 50 questions that I use mm-hmm. um, and I teach my clients to use. And they kind of dig through a lot of that kind of stuff and, t- and dig more into personality and behavior. I want to know, you know, what people are thinking and, and questions like you have, too, that are ideal. I want to I put people in situations and get them to really dig down and, and find the real truth. Now, always think this. You got to ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I always say there's power in questions. The truth is in the questions you ask. And if you want better results, ask better questions. If you want to interview better, you need to ask better quality questions about people, not just like, you know, tell me about your last job. Tell me about what, you know, what you do. You know, ask things like, you know, hey, so uh, on your days off, what, what do you do? What, what, do you, what are some of your hobbies? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking for someone, I'm not looking for someone, oh, I just sit around all day and I play Xbox <laughs> with my friends online. And you're like, and you're 40, right? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> you know? So is there is there anything else uh, before that process of asking the right questions to really get the core of the, the qualities of this person? Um, and I'm thinking of something from a past guest. Uh, and man, I, I, it's hard to keep track of all the, the great advice I get from these people. But somebody said uh, to create an avatar of your ideal person. Mm-hmm. The first thing you have to do is, uh, you know, get that job description and make your your dream employee just right. you know list all the qualities is that where you would start yeah you have to know just like anything you have to know what your market is just like if i'm marketing for a restaurant helping a restaurant do some marketing we got to know what our avatar is we got to know who exactly we are and the more specific you can get the better you're going to be like our market is you know sally smith she's 35 you know she's a you know has a couple kids she's been married for you know 3 years the more specific you can get the better it's going to be to really dial in what we're looking for and then the best thing i find is uh, one of the things I use in my coaching with my coaching clients is we use a behavioral survey, okay. you know, you can, and you can get them online too. You can get a disc survey or I use a uh, one called the pro scan. Okay. And it has like a 96% accuracy rate and it's going to tell me how you're going to lead naturally. How are you going to communicate naturally? How are you going to accomplish tasks? And I use that more for like upper management when I'm trying to find, you know, fine tune. And the thing is I can create a job model. So let's say I'm working with a chain of restaurants and I'm working with one right now out in Kansas. And so they have, you know, they're getting ready. They've had one restaurant for two years and it's been really well. So they're rapid growth. They're going to expand. They already got, you know, location number two is under construction. Location three already has a lease signed. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be, it's going to be rapid growth. Now, you know the problem. A lot of restaurants, when they grow too rapidly, a lot of times the infrastructure Mm -hmm. and the team dynamics, you know, they open up restaurant number two. They take all the good people from restaurant A. Yeah. And then now, you know, (laughs) restaurant B is rocking, but then now restaurant A is going down the tube again. And now the whole brand starts collapsing on itself. Yeah. I really want to dive into that uh, later (laughs) because I feel like that's going to be a part of the, the interview where we cover uh, the, the team development in the, uh, you know, developing that team and those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to tear that topic apart for sure. Yeah. Um, but hiring for personality is probably one of the biggest things. I, and I made the mistake, you know, when I first had my first restaurant, I made the mistake. I hired for skill. I needed line cooks. Mm-hmm. I hired line cooks with experience mm-hmm. and I just got nothing but trouble. I got people, you know, going against me. Yeah. And then I started hiring some people. Uh, that basically just wanted it really bad, wanted some desire. They wanted to learn. They wanted to, they wanted to grow. They wanted to be, you know, they wanted to become culinary professionals. And I'm happy to say I have quite a few people that worked at my first restaurant back in the nineties that are now executive chefs running multiple, multiple locations of their own because, you know, they, they, they had that desire, they, you know, that spark inside and that's what you want. So then, sorry, go, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say uh, one thing I did that you folks can try at home to kind of this is just another uh, you know tool, another thing you can go through, another process you can go through that helped me when I was tasked with the responsibility of developing these gates, these questions to hire our what we call soul servers, our front of house people. Uh, and what they uh, what I did for, for my team is I went on. We have a Facebook page where we're very active. Everybody's always going back and forth but where our team members can you know communicate, trip, uh share uh, shift changes and just share things that go along with our brand and things we believe in our core values. Um, And in that field or in in Facebook on our group page, I said, Hey, in so many words, use as many adjectives as you can to to describe 
our ideal soul server based off of our job description, people you want to work with. What does that person look like? And I took all those descriptions and I, I created questions that got after those adjectives that we created Mm -hmm. for that ideal soul server. Um, and that's the process I went through. Uh, so I mean, just one more thing you can do. I think that the, the pro scan is something I didn't do, which I could, I could definitely probably work into that, but it's just another Mm -hmm. idea. Uh, what else would you, what's the next step after all that? The next step after, you know, the third step is I always say, make it a challenge to join the team. And a lot of people are guilty of this is that, you know, we're desperate. We need someone and, you know, you hire on the spot. Now, there's some situations like, you know, maybe I need a dishwasher. But if it's a key position, I definitely don't want to hire. I mean, I want to make it a challenge. I want to make it a privilege to join my team. So I always tell people, and when I work with my clients, I say, you might have someone, I mean, just a rock star. Let's say I got a rock star bartender. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's like perfect. You know, he's got great personality. You know, he's got a lot of desire. He's, you know, and I check his, you know, and then it just everything looks really great. And I just want to hire him right then. I tell people, wait a second. Yeah. Make it make it a challenge and, and put it on them, too. So I always say it's like, hey, fantastic. You know what? I think you would be a good addition to our team. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to call me tomorrow at 10 a.m., mm. 10 a.m. precisely. And I want you to think about tonight because it has to be a good fit for you too. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, but make sure it works for you also. Mm-hmm. And if you think it's a good fit and this is a place you could excel at, at 10 o'clock tomorrow, call me. Mm-hmm. I would say that's test number one. Mm-hmm. So you're, I'm <laughs> assuming me. you're making sure they call you is what the, yeah. the test. I uh, want them I want them to think about, I want them to take the action to move towards me and say, I want the job. Awesome. I love you it. Know? How else can we make that more challenging, the process more challenging without being like too challenging? Well, you can always, in, in your interviews too, you can say, you know, you know, just make it very, you know, scarcity is a huge thing in the market. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, just let you know, I am interviewing some other people for position. I am looking for the best candidate for mm-hmm. this. And so I will probably, after I make a couple more interviews, I will, I will make my decision and, and, we'll, and we'll talk, you know, a little bit more if I want to do a second interview. But I want to throw out that I don't hire everybody on my team. Okay. Not everyone makes the cut. Okay. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, if you want to work here, it's a privilege and if you make the team, it's, you know, you should look at that as a privilege too, not just take it as, oh, I just, I got a job. So, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. So how do you uh, draw the line in the sand to know where to cut and where not to cut? What do you mean for what? For the, maybe I misunderstood you, but for, um, so you said not everybody makes the cut. Uh, right. So is there a way that you set the bar and how do you know when somebody passes that bar? Well, I do a lot, you know, of course, a lot of the behavioral questions. And if a person's just not the right personality fit, mm-hmm. you know, then right then I know they're not going to make the cut. Awesome. Um, you know, so one thing I struggle with and something that have we've, you know, talked about with the process of our hiring process is uh, sometimes first impressions um, are really great. And sometimes they're not so great. But over time, they kind of they kind of like they tell their story and you warm up to them. Like how important is first impression? Should you trust your gut? Should you not trust it when they, you know, they, they tell their story and they have a really like cool story. Like where, where does first impression come into this? Well, think about this from the guest point of view. So if you have a bad impression of them, what do you think your guests are going to have? Exactly. You know, it's it's tough. Um, And our guests aren't going to take the same time that we get to, you know, that we take during the interview process to really get to know them. Um, Maybe our regulars, but even then you don't want to turn away regulars with these, you know, slightly awkward people. So it's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We, we definitely waited that first impressions. We waited it to like, I think out of like a hundred percent, like 30% just because it's so important. Um, We didn't really know how to scale that in the process, Mm -hmm. the hiring process. Cool stuff. So we've covered a lot so far. Um, What's, what's the next step that you trained the people you coach into the hiring process? The next step is, uh, I always say, is always be training. You know, I want you to think of training as, you know, here's a standard. And I hate to say most restaurants do this. It's a standard, especially for service teams. It's a standard like three, four day follow. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe starts, Joe, follow, you know, 10 around for three days, do what he does, say what he says, and then you're, you know, turn loose on the floor. And then that's it. You know, I always tell my, my clients all the time, you know, train and train and train, mm-hmm. and train and train and train and train 
and train and then train some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, what you put in, you get back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now we're at the part of the conversation. We've moved beyond the hiring process. Now we're in the development, mm-hmm. the team development right. process. Um, so let me ask you, what's the best way to build that structure or what do your recommendations be when trying to build that training structure, that, that standardization with the training? How, how do you go about doing that? Where do you start? You got to have some standardization. There's, you know, all kinds of templates out there. You can get, you mean, you restaurantowner.com, you know, and you can get some, you know, but you need to have some kind of foundation. Here's the other thing too, is you have to adapt your training to the, basically the people you're hiring. Mm-hmm. Now, millennials, you know, they absorb information a little bit different than like, you know, baby boomers and Gen X. I mean, and you also got to take into account, and this is one of the things I work with people on, is that a lot of times we teach the way we like to be trained mm-hmm. or we like to you know, think, we like to receive information. We have to understand that not everyone receives information the same way. Some people are kinesthetic. You know, they work with hands-on. You know, show me, let me do it, let me get my hands in there, That's and I can me. do it. Some <laughs> yeah. people are visual. I can, yeah. I can see you do it, and then I can pick it up. Yeah. And some people are auditory. You just need to tell me, and I'm good. Yeah. You know, problem is that most time we have our kind of primary style we like to teach in, and if you're not involving all three different kind of learning styles, you could easily, someone could miss information. And now with the millennials and stuff like that up and coming, you know, they're very much, they like videos, mm-hmm. you know, they like training videos. And there's some great, uh, you know, platforms out there. You know, Hot Schedules has schools, which is a great online training platform that you can set up all your training online. And then when people get hired, they can just go in and basically, you know, watch the, you know, orientations. They can watch videos. They can watch, you know, this and that. It's, it's a great you know, process, or you could create your own mm-hmm. and put them up on your own little kind of website. What or have platform would you use for that? I'd probably just do a you know a, do some kind of uh, you know screen capture thing and uh, do some slides and talk about you know and talk over it. Yeah, absolutely. and then just put them up on a YouTube channel. Do a private YouTube channel for your company. I believe you know, a, a Weight Trainer is a platform that kind of allows. Yeah, you to that's do another that. good one too. Uh, Weight Trainer and some of the other ones. Just spitting out some of the other ones. Uh, some of my guests have recommended uh, Weight Trainer, uh, Skooks like Skooks like you said, S C L S C H L O O X. I think is how it's spelled. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then one more, which is really interesting, uh, is um, it's coming to my head. Uh, Wise Tail, uh, which I think is going to be a really cool brand uh, uh, training platform. Uh, and I have to call out my sponsor right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Tipsy is another really cool platform that has, it's much like Restaurant Stoppable, where they go and they have experts in the industry train programs on their platform. And then you just pick and choose which video is applied to your restaurant right. and then set the curriculum up. It's really awesome. So shout out oh. to Tipsy. Thanks you. <laughs> I love I love Tipsy actually. Actually, now might be a really good time to go to break and thank our sponsor and we'll be right back. When you're running a busy restaurant, it's pretty hard to find time for training. Well, Tipsy has a whole library of video courses from industry experts including world barista champions, marketing gurus, and customer service superstars. Get your staff watching Tipsy courses and watch their growth help your business. With Tipsy, scheduling training, tracking skills growth, and measuring engagement is a piece of cake. In the hospitality industry, we never have enough time, so training often falls away. But as management legend Andy Grove says, the only two ways to improve performance are training and motivation. Tipsy provides both. Click the Tipsy banner in the show notes to find out more. Because your Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll receive a special 50% off your first month. What are you waiting for? Get on it. Is there a more appropriate time? I don't think so. That's All right. Time. We're back. That's tipsy. And uh, what were you about to say, Donald, before I cut you off? Oh, yeah. Online training is is the new thing. In fact, you know, one of the new brands I am launching, and you mentioned at the beginning of the show, was, you know, Restaurant Coach University. Because mm-hmm. we found the need, too, that, you know, a lot of our people, and I can't, I can't fly out to mm-hmm. every restaurant and, you know, work and do a seminar with you. Sometimes it's just not feasible or cost effective for either of us. So, you know, I'm developing online courses. So you can get some stuff, you know, one of my more popular uh, seminars I've done, I've done over 200 of them is called neuroselling, 
where we take you know service teams and we teach them the different ways to build rapport and how to make recommendations and it's a really really intense and the, the people who have taken the seminar have seen you know twenty percent increase in sales it's been really great wow. so we're turning that into an online format so now you can go on restaurant coach university get the course. And you can have it part of your training things like, hey, welcome to our team. You know, after we go through orientation, one of the things is you're going to sit down, log in and watch this course. You know, it's like four modules and you just take the course and it's pretty easy. And and so you have to adapt, Mm. you know, and and give people training the way they want. Yeah. You know, and one other thing that's really um, powerful when it comes to video and training is it automates the process. Mm -hmm. Um, and anytime you can buy more time in your, in your day to to do more, to create more impactful relationships, uh, that's something that you really want to pay attention to because time is really our most valuable asset. Um, that's the, the people who are most successful in this world. They're, Odds are they are successful because at some point in their life, they recognize time as being their most valuable asset. It's what they do in a day with that time that makes them successful. So anytime you can buy that time, really consider it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything you want to add to that? No, and also the nice thing about that kind of having those standardized systems, that's scalable. Mm-hmm. So when you are going to two units, three units, mm-hmm. four units, now you have a standardized training system that also enforces, reinforces consistency. Because, you know, most restaurants, consistency is usually the, the major drawback or problem that usually catches most of them. And that's one thing I, I just want to point out something you just did that is huge. Um, scalability before you go to oh, two yeah. units, three units. So I've, a lot of the time I feel like I think this was um, either uh, man, I'm interviewing way too many people. I can't keep them straight in my head. <laughs> uh, it, the name will come to me, but he, what he said is he developed, uh, he, he figured out the, the, the trick, the model, the what do you call the chassis, right? Mm-hmm. How certain cars are all built on the same chassis and they have oh, something yeah. like 30 restaurant concepts. Um, and Cameron Mitchell, I think, said this. Um, and he said that we, we figured out the chassis or maybe it was Main Street Ventures. Man, I can't remember. Um, and what you do is you just duplicate that chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you've got to take that first concept as far as you possibly right. can and get it as right as possible before you ever think about going to the location number two. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about why this is dangerous in a little bit, unless there's anything else you want to say about what we're talking about now. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the number one thing a small independent restaurant should have the mindset of. Even if maybe it's not their long-term plan to have, you know, multiple units, you know, two, three, four units. But if you set your first one up with the press, you know, with the process of, I want this thing to be scalable, mm-hmm. you will set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. What did uh, Richard Melman say? 80% of restaurant success happens before you open the door. Mm, so you true. Know? Awesome stuff. Um all right, so we're up to training. We, we share some great right. resources, um, some mindsets you need. What's the next step? And uh, hold on. No, just let's just keep going. Sorry. We'll come back uh, to that later. The next one is, uh, I like you know, create opportunities. You have to have opportunities. Here's, it's a fundamental human need that we need growth. Mm. We need to grow as people. And if you don't have opportunities within your restaurant, the, you know, people will stay for a while, but eventually a lot of them will leave because they do need that opportunity and growth, mm-hmm. especially, you know, with the younger generation, they do need to see that there's some kind of advancement or yeah. opportunity for them. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And, and a lot of people think, you know, well, it's, it's, it's the money. A lot of people, it's not, you know, not everyone is motivated by the same things. Not I'm everybody not throws videos. some more, you know, <laughs> throw some more money at them. And they're motivated. A lot of them, you know, you know, it's like you, you know, I have to have, I have a purpose. I have a drill, you know, I have a, I have a vision. I have a mission. Mm-hmm. That's what drives people. Absolutely. And if you can get people involved in that and give them some opportunities within your organization, you will have them not only, you know, it's the same thing as about creating things and having a mission, you know, for your market and for your guests, they have to feel like they're involved. Now you have raving fans. Yep. Same thing. You want to create a raving team that basically feels like they're invested in something that's bigger than just them. Yeah, absolutely. And there's an, an incredible book. Um, uh, Mas- it's based off of, it's called peak um, by Chip oh. Connolly. I love and, Chip. And, oh yeah. And his book peak um, really dives into those, the hierarchy mm-hmm. of needs, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And in that is that, that self-actualization that, um, yes. knowing that you're working towards something that's greater than a paycheck and knowing that you're evolving as a human. And that's all in that book. Um, a great book to learn more about the significance of what you just share with us. Uh, and I'm going to do it right now. Anyway, uh, I'm jumping back to what we we're talking about as far as, uh, we talked about this before people, they get confused and, uh, 
you were mentioning how people try to grow and they become they try to become big, and then you take all the best people from that first location, you put them to the second location. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. location number one starts to fall apart. You right. start talking about that, and I'm listening. I have the headset on. I'll be right back. Okay. So you know, a big thing a lot of people do is you know when they do try to scale out their restaurant, the the fatal mistake they make is they don't have a secession plan. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, you know, you know, the Boston Red Sox. You got to have a deep bench. You know, you got to be able to go all the innings. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't build a secession plan and have a, you know, a bench of talent, you know, they'll make the fatal mistake is that when I go from one restaurant to two restaurants, I open up restaurant two, I take all my A players from mm-hmm. restaurant A to, you know, to restaurant B. And then restaurant B starts humming along, going great. But now restaurant A starts suffering you know, maybe we start getting some lapses in service and lapses in the food, and then that brand starts suffering, and that location starts suffering, and now it's almost like a, I say, I hate to say it's like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts collapsing, and then the whole brand just comes down on top of it. And you yeah. see this easily with uh, you know restaurants or or companies that expand too quickly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you, know, you got to have that kind of in- infrastructure, and you have to have a plan. You know, how are we going to grow, and how are we going to get people on board, and and have talent in reserve? Yeah, absolutely. And um, first thing that comes to mind is uh, what people call people dependent restaurants and system dependent mm-hmm. restaurants. And what you described is what they call people dependent restaurant where you do, you do an amazing job developing all these people, giving them the skills they need to be successful, but you're resting the entire operation on their shoulders. So if they are right. taken out of that restaurant, the restaurant crumbles without them. So yeah, you need yeah. to create those, those system dependent restaurants. And the other thing, the thing I was getting really excited about is a book I'm reading right now. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called small giants. Oh yeah. I love Bo. Uh, oh, Bo Burlingham, uh, chief editor of Inc magazine, um, or editor in chief, I think is the title. Uh, this book, talks exactly about what you just described as people, they get too big too fast. Um, and what he describes in this book, he, he profiles Ari Weinswag of Zingerman's. He profiles Danny Myers of um, uh, Union Square Hospitality. And what they do, what makes them successful is instead of thinking of becoming big, like mm-hmm. lateral growth, they become great. They do right. all the little things as best as they possibly can. The culture, the systems, the processes, the training, they become as great as they can. They decide to put that that effort, that energy uh, that they would put into expansion into becoming great. And by doing so, you develop amazing people. You provide opportunities to people. Uh, you expand that culture. What like Zingerman's did with uh, their community of business like that's what i'm hearing right. you talk about if you want to mm-hmm. learn more about that small giants companies that choose to be great instead of big by bo burlingham who please bo if you're listening to this come on the show i want to talk to you <laughs> that was a rant i apologize that was a good um, one though thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh what else do you want to share with us so the next one i always i'm really big on is i say you know appreciate reward and acknowledge you know, there's nothing as more powerful in this industry as the two simple words. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I made it a policy when I had my restaurant. I never left a shift without walking up to everyone on the team, looking at them in the eye, smiling and saying thank you and shaking their hand. You know, it, it goes so far. So many things that and if I, t- you know, when I talk to people, when I go usually go and work with a client, I, I go in. I, when I work, first work with a client, I come in and do a site visit. And I do one-on-ones with your team. And they're like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And one of the key questions I ask, I I ask the lifeboat question. And so the lifeboat question goes like this. So you're on a lifeboat. You can only take four people from the team here with you. Everyone else on the team is going to, everyone else here is going to (laughs) die. Which four would you take? And it's a, it's a kind of a really <laughs> eye opening. It's twisted, but it's kind of an eye opening thing about you know who people feel you know appreciates them and who they're loyal to, and you know, and it's shocking when you know when the owners don't get mentioned and the majority of the one on ones is like you know they the pe- most of the people on the team would rather like let them perish. Mm. Absolutely. You know? um, yeah, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, um, and there's so many little things you can do in your day to just start taking action on just appreciating and acknowledging. Say hi to every person in that restaurant every day. Not don't just walk in if, as they come in. Don't just say, you know, or as, if you're leaving, if you're the first, if you're leaving early, like go say goodbye to every person. And it's people will never forget you if you don't forget them. Right. Um, and um, just I can't think. Uh, oh, sorry. I can't think of the oh, yeah, the one minute manager. Um, and they, what he does or what he recommends in that book is um, 
acknowledging that when people do things right um, exactly. and not waiting for them to, to do it wrong and then acknowledging it, but reinforcing right. that positive, uh, you know, good behavior in a uh, habit. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, all yeah. right. What, that's one ahead. of the things that, that's one of the things I have my clients do. I call, we call it look for the good. Mm. You have to look for the good and you have to comment at least. And there's a, there's a great exercise. I think I got it. I think I got the exercise from Jim Sullivan. Oh you know? yeah. Sullivan. And uh, what, what you do is uh, you start your day off with uh, pennies in your pocket. Let's say, you know, you're right handed. You put 10 pennies in your left pocket, right? Yeah. And every time you make a comment to someone, positive, you take a penny from your left pocket and you put it in your right pocket. Ooh. And your goal is by the end of the shift is to have all your pennies in your right pocket. That's a good little, uh, you mean, know, it's all about just creating those habits in your day. It is. And it those is. little things that it's a, the, an amazing, the power of habit. Yeah. And um, it's amazing that, you know, and there's a classic thing that's, you know, says, you know, people don't leave companies, they leave managers. Mm, it's so and it's true. so true. It's yeah. so true. Uh, okay, I have a list of things we discovered discuss. I don't know if I have it in the right order of what you intended <laughs> it to be, uh, but we're up to. I mean, some of the things we talked about um, in the very beginning was culture, uh, hiring for attitude. Um, I can't really read my handwriting so much. Uh, making it a challenge, training, right. training, training. The use of video and training. Uh, what's this say? My hand. I'm writing real fast. Try to keep up with you. Uh, create opportunities for people for growth. Appreciation. You know, acknowledging reward. What mm-hmm. else can we do to to, to develop the team and to to make well, an awesome restaurant? My last one is always be recruiting. Ah, uh, yes. You Why have to so always powerful? always be recruiting. I tell people this, that, you know, there are, you know, whenever people say, you know, there's no good people out there. There are good people. You have a couple here. The the thing is that really good people in the market, they don't last on the market long. They mm-hmm. get snagged up pretty quick. And if you're only recruiting or only looking for people to join your team when you need someone like, oh, you know, Sally quit. We need a new server. Let's put an ad up. You know, the chances of you finding a really, really top talent is probably pretty slim. You yeah. might get lucky now and then. But I don't like luck. I like to create my own luck, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, um, and what happens if that one person, if that one person goes and now you're sh- a slight, or on the, the verge of being short staff and mm-hmm. say uh, the worst case scenario happens where, uh, you know, two of your employees were carpooling on the way home and got right. in a car accident. Now you're all of a sudden down three employees. Don't right. ever be in that position where you have to hire somebody because right. worst case, you know, Murphy's Law, like, shit's going to hit the fan <laughs> like, and you don't want it to happen on your watch. So, well, yeah, the thing also too, you know, is life happens and yep. you know, uh, people in your restaurant, people who work for you, they have plans and visions mm-hmm. and dreams too. Now it'd be nice if you talk to them and find out what their, you know, long-term visions and goals are. Maybe you can help them and stuff like that. But you know, I have a client the other day just said, Oh, you know, my, my lead line cook just told me he's moving. And I said, that's why we're always recruiting. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like that ties back into culture, too. Are you creating a culture where you are open with your employees, where they feel like they can approach you and tell them, I mean, are you asking them what they're like, what's your what's your mission? I know you're not here to be at my restaurant for the next 30 years. Like, what are you trying to do? How can I help you get there? How can I push you out of my restaurant so you can achieve what it is you're trying to achieve? That attitude serves so much better. Um, It's great. Yeah, when I owned my restaurants, I used to tell my team all the time is that my job's not to run the restaurant. I know how to run a restaurant. My job's to teach you how to run a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. It's that servant leadership mentality of I'm That's here to, to make your life better, not the other way around. Um, yeah. And there was something I wanted to mention um, with always be, oh, one line um, from one of my past guests. I really need to start writing these things down so I can like, <laughs> find out who said what. But cream always rises. Um, it does. So if you always want to get better, if you always have those new people circulating in, um, the cream's going to rise to the top. And over time, you're naturally going to progress. You're naturally going to get better if you pr- right. give those opportunities to yourself. Yeah, um, the, old, the old mindset used to be, you know, you know, work with your work with your bottom, you know, 20 percent, develop your, you know, your weak people. And I honestly, I think that's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who are always going to just be at the bottom, you know, and cream does rise to the top. You know, my job is to basically just, you know, work and develop that middle, you know, and either people are going to go two ways. They're going to rise to the top or they're going to sink to the bottom. But the people who sink to the bottom, you know, that's just like they're not fitting in the culture. It's just time to replace them. And that's another thing, too. When you go through all this trouble of creating a culture of excellence and, a, you know, an outstanding world class culture, when people aren't making the team or making the cut, you need to cut them quick. Mm, I always yeah. tell all my all my clients, be slow to hire, quick to fire. Yep. And it's so easy for those negative employees to skunk the rest of the team and to oh. bring it down. Um, 
I think we should just wrap up uh, this conversation on the topic of culture. Um, we're here to talk about hiring and uh, developing your staff, but I feel like so much of that first starts with like what you, how we started this interview, which is create a, a business that's worth working for. So right. let's just start from scratch. How do you create, like where does it all start with creating a business that is worth working for that attracts the great people? My first question always, or my first exercise, anytime I take on a new client, the first exercise we always do, and they can't get around it, is we do a core values exercise. Mm. Because I need to know, who are you? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? You know, what? who are you? Mm. What is what, what is what is your driving values? Because that's going to, number one, that'll tell me, you know, what kind of, you know, customer or guest you're going to attract also what kind of uh you know you know in staff you're going to you're going to draw in mm-hmm. absolutely and put those core values right on the we're hiring page like yes uh, one thing i picked up from uh nick cirillo from nick's pizza awesome mm-hmm. guy uh really uh his book a slice of the pie great book um he puts his core values he puts who they are like if you click on that link to, to go to the hiring page, you land on the job description, who we are, just like this is what we are. This is who we're all about. If this does not sound like you, please do not go any further. <laughs> and like that's just one more filter you can put in to uh, weed out those and attract onto yourself uh, you know, exactly. to, to all those people who are like-minded and who are on board with your mission. Uh, right. Any other advice before we wrap it up? Yeah. And then when you have that core values list, I mean, you take it, you know, bring it with you to the interview too. Mm. And here's my thing about core values. Words are very powerful, but words mean different things to different people. So have that core values list in front of you. And when you are interviewing, show the core values list and say, you know, like integrity is an important thing around here. This is what we mean yeah. <laughs> by integrity. What does integrity mean to you? Because make sure you know, that, you know, they're not just going through, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I agree with that. Well, yeah, what's that mean to you? And, and tell me, what's your take? Yeah. And in fact, I would probably let them t- explain to the, you know, tell me, so you see these words here, so it, integrity is one of our core values here. Yeah. What does integrity mean to you? Let yeah. them talk first, so they're not just agreeing, you know, let them kind of extract the information from them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just if I can add anything onto this, um, from my interviews of studying successful people, uh, mm-hmm. this interview, this podcast, Restaurant Unstoppable, I mean, it's in the name of the title of the, the podcast, Restaurant. It became uh, originally about the restaurants that were successful. And it didn't take me long to realize that behind all these incredible restaurants are amazing people um, with who have amazing, amazing missions and purposes. Uh, and they use their restaurants as vehicles to deliver that mission they have in life. And when you can... Mm-hmm. Create something that is more than just a money generator. If it if it serves a higher purpose, um, and just if you create something truly special, um, yes. that is a, an amazing way to attract amazing people onto you. So they come to work, and it's not just a job, but it's now they're coming to work. Whatever mission you have, so that's one thing I've learned is the people who who attract the great people are themselves great and have great purpose and great mission, uh, great visions for themselves. So that's one place to start to get that clarity about who you are. Any thoughts right. on that? Yeah. Well, one of the things I have my, my clients do when they're, when they're talking to their staff is I say, I want you to go around today and this is a little exercise. I want you to ask your staff, I want you to talk to everyone individually for like a five minute little, you know, one-on-one and ask them this question. Why do you come to work? Mm. And I'm looking for two keywords, either I have to, or I want to. Mm. There's a big difference in mindset on both ones. Awesome. I'm looking, you know, and I'm looking for more of the people that, you know, oh, I get to, I want to, you know, I, you know, I get to interact with people. Oh, I get to cook amazing food. Mm-hmm. That's the people I want, you yep. know? Yep. Awesome stuff. I love it. Donald, man, I'm so happy you came back on the show. I'm going to get you on the show again. I know I am. Uh, I'm happy you on my show. Yeah, when's it going to happen? Let's make it happen real soon. Let's make soon. it happen, man. I'd love I'm that. I'm traveling this week, but next week, we, I, we, maybe we set something up next week. You name the time, my All friend. Right. I would love to have a question asked. Uh, I'm going to I'm leave on one last kind of quote that I, I, I throw around on the internet all the time, and I think it applies to this uh, this segment a lot, is that Culture flows down, does not flow up, and culture always starts with you. Mm, I dig it, man. Awesome stuff. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. Uh, just some real quick calls to action. Um, if uh, you, you want to follow up on some of the things we have, I'll have the show notes. You said that you're going to uh, include uh, 
I'll include the link to ProScan uh, so you guys can check that out if you want to adopt that. You said you had a PDF with a bunch of questions. Uh, you also said, um, what's the, I can't, oh, I, I gotta get I can give you a little, in, an infographic of my, the higher attitude that you can blow up and keep in your office. Awesome. Uh, we'll have that Seven in the show steps. notes. Uh, this is episode uh, 265. So his, just read uh, just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash two six five. You'll ha- see those links right there, plus a summary of today's conversation. Uh and how can people connect with you, Donald, if they if they're just, you know, blown away uh with the advice you gave with us today and they want to learn more great uh things, uh, more tricks of the trade from you? Well, the easiest way is to you know, go to my website, of course, you know, w Donald, you know, www.donaldburns.net. Mm-hmm. And you can sign up for my newsletter. I put out all kinds of content. There's all kinds of uh, free resources. If people are on my newsletter, I give out ebooks and downloads and PDFs all the time. And that's also uh, the probably the major link to some of my other brands that are out there um, with uh, Restaurant Social Plus, which is our new uh, brand that we do social media marketing for restaurants. And then uh, Restaurant Coach University is launching uh, probably early November. And we're really excited about that. A lot of great content. And then Chris Hill and I are actually reworking uh, Chef Branding Academy, too. Awesome. Um, we found that, you know, we launched that program and stuff like that. And the courses were, the, the lessons were pretty long. <laughs> so we're kind of trimming it down to make it a little more uh, doable for the person that doesn't really have, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to sit through a lesson. We're going to make them a little more bite-sized so chefs can get a, Get a, get their brand out there and get you know recognized for their talents. Yeah, and I, I want to just make sure people didn't just skim over that part. If you're daydreaming and you got distracted driving down the highway, um, you need to work on your personal brand if you're looking yes. to get hired in this industry. Uh, and there's a tons of ways you can develop that. And Chef Hill and Donald Burns got some good content over there. So don't just shrug that little last piece off there. Um, all right, you gotta you gotta call somebody out now. This is what we do at the end of every episode. I have my guest now call somebody out who's one independent restaurant operator, uh, maybe somebody you've worked with that you think is just crushing it and would be a great guest mentor on the show like you were for us today. Um, I, I think uh, my mentor, actually, one of my, my kind of chef mentors who really taught me a lot is uh, Chef Jay McCarthy. Jay McCarthy. I don't think I've Jay McCarthy. heard that one yet. I'm oh, yeah. Jay McCarthy is... Now, you know, a lot of people... Interesting about Jay. Jay actually has a degree in, like, aerospace engineering. So when people <laughs> joke and say it's not rocket science, it is to him because he actually is a <laughs> rocket scientist. But this guy, uh, you know, grew up uh, in, in Jamaica. He's got some books out on Jamaican cuisine. And he actually travels the world right now. I think he's in Korea he works for the U.S. Beef Council, and he teaches uh, you know other countries about uh, you know those things about they're great about U.S. beef, so they'll export. Nice, you know. Awesome. And so he's a great guy. He works with a couple of different restaurant groups up in Colorado, and I mean, just super super knowledgeable guy. You yeah. might have to have you might have to have some tequila in your hand to motivate him. He's kind all of right. By, I can make that know. happen. We even we'll cheers before we I'll, get recording. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you his contact <laughs> info so That'd you can awesome. hound him. Jay McCarthy, look out, man. I'm coming after you. Would love to get you on the show. And I, I uh, wrote at the top of the page here, my notes, to make sure to thank you. Um, you, uh, Mike Ganino, uh, Bruce Irving, uh, a bunch of guys I sent an email to earlier this week because I just got busy in life and I realized that I'm out of content. And within <laughs> hours, I'm telling you, hours, I woke up at 3 a.m. like in a panic. Like, I need to get the ball rolling. These guys within hours committed to record last second. Um, I really just want to thank you uh, sincerely for helping me support this, you know, keep this this free resource going. So I can't do it without the mentors like you. And I just want to make sure I, I took the time to really well, say thank you for that. Well, thank you. I mean, you, you put out amazing, amazing, incredible content for people. And your mission is something I believe in. You know, there's there's a lot of resources out there for restaurants, especially restaurants that are struggling. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, you just gotta take it in. And here's the thing: you gotta take action on it. Absolutely awesome. Well, that's it for today. We're done with this amazing episode. I had a blast talking to you. There's no questioning, Donald. You are unstoppable. So sometimes when I'm about to record an episode, I just kind of get that feeling. On the inside, I know it's going to be a good one, and that happened today. I just, I knew that Donald Burns was going to deliver some incredible, actionable advice to you today. And what really, you know, 
the, the one message I want to send home with this uh, interview today, uh, Donald's advice, you know, it all starts with uh, creating a place that people want to come work for. If you like he says, is it a problem with uh, there being the good people out there or is the problem with good people not having good places to work? Uh, so ask yourself that. I mean, what can, can you do in your restaurant to be a good place to work? And if you want the best, you need to be the best. You need to attract the best by being the best. It all starts with, like he says, establishing that that vision, those core values of what you stand for, what's important to you, and becoming something that's more than just a restaurant, uh, having a higher purpose and serving a greater cause and uh, really doing something special. So ask yourself, am I truly doing something special? Uh, if you can't answer that question with a 100% you know, yes, then look in the mirror real long and hard and uh, maybe it's maybe you haven't opened your restaurant yet and uh, if you can't answer these questions now and you haven't opened your restaurant then do some soul searching get some experience uh, get some clarity on who you are and what you want to become and uh, I think if you really take the time to set the foundation before opening your restaurant your your journey is going to be a much better one uh, so awesome stuff today like always guys keep those five star reviews on itunes and stitcher radio coming a special thanks to those folks who reached out to me this past week to connect with me to tell me what they thought about restaurant unstoppable i love those emails that insight that you provide uh really helps me out and just the 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 reinforcement of knowing that my hard work is uh serving you and that you're finding value in uh, this advice that these guest mentors are giving us uh, I, I just I love those emails I really do so keep those coming as well and uh, if you guys want to hear from somebody who inspires you who uh, you think would be a great guest mentor on the show somebody you want to aspire to be like uh, call them out on Facebook head over to restaurant unstoppable uh, my Facebook page shows uh, facebook.com slash restaurant unstoppable uh, and Tag that person in a post and say how much you inspire, you know, how much they inspire you, why they inspire you, and call them out on Facebook to be a guest on the show. We'll get them on the show. We'll capture their story, share their advice, and uh, you know, shine a light on that path to success. So, all right, that's all I have today. Like always, guys, thanks for sticking around to the very end. And until next time, peace out.